the more we cover on this show, the more we get people writing in with tips, really interesting stuff, connected people wanting us to follow up stories because we do it like nobody else. But we need more help in order to do it. We can't do original reporting. We can't do on-site reporting. We can't even do face-to-face -face interviews very easily right now until we're allowed to grow. If you like the popular show or if you think it's got potential, if you like the kind of uh, topics we're covering, the people we speak to and the way that we do it, please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash the popular pod or any of the other avenues that you can see below this content in the show notes. Welcome to the popular show. We are excited to be back with you with James A. Smith, who is right off of the funeral of the late great Queen Elizabeth II. How are you doing, James? I'm very well, David. Very well rested after uh, a nice bank holiday weekend. And um, it wasn't a political statement as such, but I did not see a single moment of the funeral. Uh, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking forward. I'm not looking backwards. This is. Uh, we're entering a great era of dudes rocking. God save the king. <laughs> That's right. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to my new money in Canada. Um, the old money is uh, is died and gone, and now we have a we have a new king in town. Uh, I can say uh, with some trepidation or some some embarrassment as an American that my wife had woken me up at six fifty. Uh, uh, Newfoundland Standard Time in order to watch the uh, the Queen's uh, 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 final passing. And uh, we we watched it straight through. And uh, strangely enough, both of my children were wrapped in attention, mm. uh, you know, being good subjects of the Queen that they are. Uh, and I found myself thinking, well, there's a lot to this. And I, there might there might be something to it if, if they really have all these uniforms. And I, I found the pomp and the circumstance quite impressive. Uh, but then I, I found myself, the revolutionary spirit rising up in, in me as a son of Cincinnati and saying, no, you can't love this. You sort of had time enough to go through a few political transformations over the course <laughs> of the, the whole procession, right? Yeah, uh, I, I, I felt Jerry Adams coming through me. <laughs> well, as, uh, as the great Jerry said, no harm to her. No harm to her. <laughs> Speaking of dudes rocking, uh, we've got a, a great returning guest. This is one of your old friends, David. So uh, yeah. I'm going to hand over to you to introduce Rich Jensen. Yeah. Rich Jensen is, um, I would say, one of the most complicated people to actually introduce in the world. He's gone through uh, many sort of, uh, he's been through the chrysalis many times, reemerging each time as a new and better and more interesting man. Um, he's been involved in Seattle music, Olympia Washington music. He's been involved in the early, uh, the early starting of, a, of several uh, left sort of podcasts that are near and dear to my heart. Uh, he has been involved in the distributed music space, uh, kind of, working on giving uh, musicians, you know, more ownership of their music. He's, he's a musician himself. I don't think he would actually say that, but he's, he's sort of a found sound guy. Um, I think he is a, a pioneer in recording nonsense and making sense of it. 
but Rich, you you may have more to say about yourself, or you may have less. <laughs> I think I while you were while you were saying all these things, I was I think I am the evidence of uh, dropping out after one anthropology class in college, and <laughs> and uh, and then along the way, yeah, I've been involved in some things that uh, generated enough economic support to keep going. Uh, and often this had to do with music, sociality, uh, and different adjustments to participating in the world. And um, so anyway, that's the, that's, that's, that's what you have uh, on the studio with you today. Yeah. Rich is a very modest guy, but we did manage to rinse two like really amazing actually episodes uh, out of you about your your career uh, extending from the the founding of sub pop records uh, your 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 friendship and acquaintance with kurt cobain all the way through to the work that uh, that, that you both shared uh, working with michael brooks uh, and that sort of whole history of the setting up of the uh, american left alternative media sphere um I'm going to sort of jump in and say that uh, we want our listeners to get over to patreon.com forward slash the popular pod. Those episodes were public and people loved them and we got some of the best response we've actually <laughs> had on this show. But I put too much music on them and then around Christmas, uh, the our, um, our, our podcast platform took them down. So at the moment, you can only get the other stuff we recorded with you, Rich, uh, on, on our Patreon. But it is well worth it uh and at the same time you're also going to get some of our other hottest episodes you can uh only only available to subscribers at patreon.com forward slash the popular pod is the debate we hosted over whether neoliberalism is over with elena lang and paula gabaldo that got pretty heated uh our interview with carl hennigan and sinetra gupta about uh, advising the british government over the COVID response, and also a brilliant discussion between Ben Burgess and Peter Hitchens about Peter's brother, uh, Christopher Hitchens. So, yeah, loads of great stuff, as well as our regular, uh, pretty much weekly um, patrons-only episodes. We'd love your support over there. But, I mean, funding models, funding platforms, ways to keep alternative media going is something that you've dedicated your whole career too rich I, I mean for the part of our audience who are also content creators and podcasters what what kind of other like ways should we be looking at sort of getting these projects off the ground and making them sustainable because I, I, I mean I saw something in the press just this week about the fact that Patreon is firing staff and all they have to do is just sort of sit there and take whatever obscene cut it is from the donations that listeners are making you'd think that you couldn't screw that that up and and yet they they seem to be what's your sort of take on the current state of like how alternative media should be sustaining itself well this is a good question i um it's definitely uh i feel like my life or my you called it a career but um uh this different skins of the onion have been coming off. And so uh, as I, you know, as the years rack up, I get different ideas about what is the ground uh, in which we're operating on this planet, in which we're, you know, as, uh, 
as the carbon level goes up in the atmosphere and uh, necessary resources of life uh, disappear. And we look at what are the historical circumstances that set you know, political geographies in such a way that that is the condition we're dealing with. You know, all, a lot of this information is, is really coming to a head now. So that's, so to properly address your question, um, you know, we, like I say, where is the ground that we start? And um, I find it interesting that uh, in your recitation regarding my previous participation, uh, you noted that there were issues with intellectual property, uh, the content of certain songs um, that uh, that were in in uh, in your offer and uh, that you had used apparently in some way that's contrary to someone's interpretation of policy regarding property. Um, and so that I think signifies, you know, certain social conventions more or less rooted in law, which is more or less rooted in violence that um, go back to, you know, in, in, on European ground, the enclosure movement and the, the early part of, of capitalism yeah. and so on, which is, which all these other things also, everything that I mentioned also kind of stems from this, um, these, these uh, practices uh, based in concepts that have um, occupied imaginations supported by force for about 500 years. Um, so that's one observation of where the ground might be. The other is that uh, I think I, 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 I follow the discourse of uh, uneven distribution of resources on the planet, you know, in general. And, and this means, for example, that with billionaires, you know, we have, we have billionaires and we have people living on uh, a few, uh, a few dollars a year. Um, so that's a, that's a, so that you can see socially how, how things are not distributed evenly. You know, everybody doesn't have the average. There's, there's enormous peaks and um, uh, hollows. And um, so number one, in that observation, like, I think, I think the resources are here. They don't need to be record, recreated. We don't necessarily need newness and invention. We need distribution of what's already here um, in a way that works better. Um, and I think of that uh, like not only in um, in practical terms, like I'm kind of suggesting money <laughs> and support, those kinds of resources, um, but also in terms of imaginations. Like I'm really not that interested in novelty, um, in people coming up with new ideas for this or that. Like, in fact, I think the ideas are there. I think there are people uh, that have operated more or less in balance with communities of, you know, uh, even tra uh, trans species communities in their ecosystems uh, for this whole period of the 500 years. And many of those people have been stomped on by people from other geographies that wanted something underneath. So it isn't really, and, and, and in many ways, when I think of what is the left, because this is a, very confused, like a lot of our terminology uh, is so confusing. And um, like, as soon as you use a certain term, you invite an argument about that term and not, not whatever the sentence was that you were going to put the term yeah. into. Uh, and so in many ways, you know, um, when I look at say, for example, the cooperative model uh, as a contrast to the uh, corporate model, you know, the co-op goes back under one telling, 
to uh, Robert Owens and, um, you know, a certain intervention uh, in, in the north of Britain uh, in the mid-19th century. But it also, if you look at cooperative behaviors in culture, you can find, uh, you know, the, the Iroquois Confederacy of the uh, 17th century in North America. Uh, you can see various concepts scattered around the world. So it, this is another example of not necessarily the need to invent something new like Bitcoin, uh, but perhaps uh, actually the recovery and actually just listening to people who have systems of sociality that are already extant. Yeah, oh, that, was, that was setting the ground for what uh, please, what I would please, advise. Please go. Yeah, yeah, no, working in culture, mm -hmm. but um, so that's some of the things to be thinking about. I'd say the fact that you take us back to the 17th century and the enclosure acts uh that does resonate with me i, I mean it, it, it's nice to be thinking about the century that executed a monarch uh in uh in the midst of uh an a, an accession of a new one um but but yeah i mean for all the podcasting at, at, at one point a few years ago was sort of being treated as this kind of new form of media I, I mean you guys were, were much uh quicker coming to it than i was but i really i've experienced it not so much as some sort of new thing but really as as feeling like it's a kind of um a kind of liberty that almost feels like it predates very contemporary strictures on discourse and forms of commodification of discourse. I, th I think that what is great about it is that at least until you get your podcast taken down for uh, illegitimate use of music, even if it was recorded in one case and released by the, uh, the guest, as, as happened with us, um, I, 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 I feel like, um, you know, it, it's almost kind of going back to these great sort of moments of questioning and, and liberation from the past where suddenly there was this sort of um this kind of clearing where different kinds of speech was happening and and yeah it's not it's not about new technology or saying a new or different thing it's actually about shrugging off what is actually new which is these new waves and waves and waves of enclosure that we're still uh that we're still continuing to live with well, and that's, I have to say that like the, um, the marriage of the podcasting phenomenon of the last 15 years to uh, Google properties and uh, the concept of the platform unicorn, um, you know, these, these um, venture, the venture capitalist uh, principles uh, that have supported um, these, these technological formations, like our are inherently corrupt, destructive, obsessive, neurotic, and violent, and um, and uh, end up making so much money off such a toxic um, enclosure of uh, social data um, that it's you know so so I would argue that everyone that has a Patreon podcast find a another another platform to work in um i have the benefit of being old enough to 
have, um, you know, as a, as a young person in my late teens, uh, been activated by music uh, and interested in this thing called independent music, which at that time signified music coming from uh, distribution systems other than the six largest at the time. And at the time, because there was no internet to sort of confuse our ephemera <laughs> from mm -hmm. our, our bodies and uh, in all that we could get into what the, what the internet has brought, but you had physical vinyl, pieces of vinyl, and either they came from this distribution network or they came from a different one. And I was lucky enough to be at a community radio station where the people decided that we will um, privilege the, uh, the, 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 the independence over the monopolists. And, and it was nice. They were liberal. So they, uh, they weren't radical. They were liberal. So they let 20% of the content come from the monopolists. But 80% came from the other. And, um, and so uh, that identified for me um, how you could apply a, a, political a political economic critique to the means of production um, and, then, and then let that um, dictate your your access and the sociality that that, that follows from it. And um, if anything, I'd say the last ten years or more of my activity has been around imagining uh, those kinds of spaces and building those kinds of alternatives. And 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 they are out there. And I think I think people um, they go well, but there's so there are too few. The audience is too small, or it's too difficult to find. Um, find that um, those spaces. Um, so you're leaving people behind these kinds of arguments to which I go, but how about the um, velocity with which that audience that has already got to that space that they're moving. So you should, you should consider that in terms of the velocity of um, you know, political transformation or what, what, what have you that the people sometimes it's not um, large quantities. You know, we get into the thing of the difference between uh, a large audience versus, um, you know, Margaret Mead's uh, idea of a, a few committed people uh, making a, a, a significant transformation. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that, and I, I think that one of the the I think the the special sauce that I think you bring to this discussion is that you came from an environment where there was a lot of people in a small area thinking about cool stuff and they were kind of off the beaten track. Like in a way, being in the Pacific Northwest when you were, you know, and I wouldn't say this now, uh, gave you a sort of like enclave or a protected space in which you could grow. Um, now I'm in I'm in, in the Maritimes in Atlantic Canada or I'm in Atlantic Canada, and they have a great music scene here. And there's a lot of cultural impact to the rest of Canada that comes from Newfoundland, which is very small. It's like 500,000 people, and Nova Scotia and PEI and New Brunswick. And one of the reasons is that because they're because it's insular, it's literally insular. It's an island that people actually kind of support their local. There's some sort of development structure here that allows people to be strong enough to export. And I, I think that, that that's the kind of thing that I think um, when people think of who gets chances to, 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 to make stuff that gets out to the world, that 
thinking about those smaller communities and how those work and how they foster people is really important. See, I, I would argue that it's always the small community, just like it's always a human body. Like it's always an, you know, um, so, so the, I think, I think this idea of the mass is not an, something happens in culture at the mass level that's undeniable. Um, there's a different quality of conversation and, and phenomena, but in terms of um, the basic construction of like a different flavor, um, that always comes from local habitat, um, yeah. always. And every local habitat, if one like tunes into it, one can find the local communities and circles of life that are are unique and and uh, inspired, um, and so I I've tended to believe, and I've I've done this myself. Like this is this is this is my practice is uh, you know walking around the block, um, looking at what people are doing, and the, the, people are really creative, and um, they're dealing. You know, I so I think it's an edit. It's a it's an editorial, it's a kind of like an editorial or curatorial principle that has got us trapped in a certain way of reading the world that um, is also part of um, why, uh, you know, why, why we're having a civilizational polycrisis right now. Yeah, um, I, I think it's, it's really reminds me of um, sort of like the shaft mining versus the sh the mount mountaintop removal mining, right? And I think mm. that like culture in in the way that we that people envision it. Good now, Western Pennsylvania, we yeah, so, say of course, absolutely, yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. I'm a coal kid, you know. And I think about it, and I think the shaft mining is deep, it's intricate, mm. and it's going mm. down and getting the best stuff, right? And it's you have to commit. This mountaintop removal mining, they're just taking the top off of everything, right? And I, I feel cultures like get a little bit like that. The good stuff really comes if you dig deep in a space, you invest, you go further. Now it's a little dangerous. You can collapse. The mine can collapse on you. It might be fallow. That's another thing. But you have to do it because that's what sustains something more beautiful. And I, I think that um we I don't want to say who's the we, because I don't think the people on this podcast have thought this or our listeners think this, but I think there is a certain amount of buy-in that people have, that there's a mass culture that we have to sort of ride this sort of like ethereal wave, right? When really the things that matter to us are our neighbors, our family, our friends, our kids, you know, the, the, the flowers outside your window. I want to, I, I want to interrupt because you used the word beautiful and I'm not talking about beauty. I'm talking about um, I'm talking about valuation, right? And you know, so we can we can we can follow the um, you know the 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 Marxist feminists to point out of the lack of value of social reproduction in uh, in 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 social analysis, and so that's that's it's not that it's more beautiful, it's that it's a better equation. For supporting supporting the metabolism metabolistic pro, metabolic processes of life, um, and so so I push back on beauty <laughs> as like, I don't this is not and and also it's very important to recognize that um, going back to what happened what I observed in the early eighties it was not an aesthetic critique it was not that 
there's a certain kind of genre that's that's being promoted by the now it is a fact that the corporations don't lead new genre new genre comes from communities mm -hmm. and so you always have a kind of a colonialist aspect to go find out what the people in the street are doing because capital mm -hmm. is dead capital is not a living <laughs> it's not cultural uh it's uh, it has to follow the movement of life um and so you so you so so um the point is that if you were to say we're not we're only showcasing independently these small businesses that are producing vinyl i still have country music i still have classical music i have all the different forms and in fact i have the undercapitalized social which is the emergent forms the emergent forms and so um and again uh, my point is that it's not aesthetics it's a social condition that you you put the filter on the social condition and then certain kinds of emergent forms follow from that from which you can have an aesthetic construct but the the, the hack is the social economic critique and that's why i would encourage i would i think taking an exodus from the web 2 platforms as soon as possible everyone going and then saying we're moving maybe we do it the first of january um and we we find uh communitarian and cooperative spaces to be operating in um they they're out there they're emerging platform co-ops go to platform.coop and see how uber is being replaced airbnb is being replaced with fairbnb the project i was working on is 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 essentially replacing spotify um, with a different governance model, participation model, and uh, communitarian values, um, we can do it. It's 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 just a it's kind of a a choice, you know. Could you just take like any any one of those like examples of a of a communitarian, cooperative, independent, uh, democratic platform that is seeking to take the place of these completely vampire-like, completely unsustainable uh, uh, platforms that are present, all of this creative energy and alternative indie social energy is being poured. Could you just sort of well, the, the first, give us a concrete example? The first one, uh, I'd have people check out drivers.coop, um, which is providing a uh, co-op. I'm sorry, I didn't... Um, I didn't prepare the numbers, but it's, I think it's several thousand driver owner members in the city of New York. Um, and uh, resources were brought in uh, to develop an, an app. So you have an alternative to Uber um, where, because the, the problem with these, uh, these, these uh, venture capital funded, um, as I see it, the problem uh, with these venture capital funded platforms is that they're seeking like, at this point, they're seeking like 50 to 100 times return on investment, right? And there are two, two principles that follow from that. One is we will destroy 45 of the organizations that we invest in. There will be people that are bought, that, that are hired up, commit insane amounts of time to the project, and then we pull the plug because it didn't work. And we still win, right? And, and then it also puts all of that pressure on those people, you know, the families involved, the human, you know, the human, be the human uh, toll 
of having to provide that degree of return. Obviously, like all of the all the career advice out to people about how to participate in a startup, you know, how to handle the the neuro the neurosis of 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 being um, in that kind of a violent environment. Like it's, it's a major it's a major uh, um, form of discourse. So so and that and that trauma doesn't go away. So. Anyway, so with something like a, the alternative, you don't have to raise that much money necessarily, and you don't have to be under the hook to the venture capitalist to return a hundred times value. So you can you can go at lower stakes, and you can be humane and and open up governance, democratic governance in your meeting, and still pursue the objective of an app where 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 everybody owns the profits and you and you operate a business, um, but there is no, um, there's no capital really. There's no capital asset. Uh, there are many different ways that you can organize a co-op, but to my mind, you know, I've been waiting now a few years for uh, the le the left podcasters to go. Wait a minute, we'll draw the line here, and we will not participate in advancing the program of these, uh, you know, these distribution systems. I yeah, don't know why it hasn't caught on. A big problem is but the part of the psychology is you there are just enough like charismatic huge success stories people who are getting you know thousands a month. That's, that that's every, like at the casino the winners that they put up on the uh, when you exactly, come in the door, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It it is like a sort of pyramid scheme kind of thing where we're all incentivized to act like this is normal act like this is a a, a respectable self-respecting way for the broad left to fund itself which is completely insane because of that i, I mean more more broadly there's something of the same kind of character in general like one reason why these what we might call post-scarcity platforms spotify you know all music is there for for a nominal fee uh hello fresh like you can just get every individual little ingredient already measured out in a, a plat like all this plastic uh and we act like this is normal part of why this has been we've kind of kid up kidded ourselves as a as a as a culture in the west over this is that in the 2008 crash and that was you know immediately followed by the 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 uh, uh the the growth of web 2.0 and then again in covid we needed these transparently fictional and unsustainable uh and exploitative platforms just to have some kind of sense that there was any upside to what we were living through so i think a lot of people have kind of bought into like the, the palpable falseness of these platforms is that something that we should be talking about is there a way in which that that venture capital model um should be you know part, part of the left's argument like do you really think that you can have all recorded music for seven dollars a month and still expect any more recorded music to ever be produced you, you see what i mean like the, it, do you do you see it as politically incumbent on us to be drawing attention to the fact that these apps that make so many li make so many people's lives like manageable in pretty bleak times uh, are actually something that they're going to need to start criticizing and getting ready to break from 
Well, there, there, there's a there's a complex there's a complex of uh, issues that you raise there, um, but uh, absolutely, like I, I think this I think some uh, political education around these platforms of what they mean and what their purpose is, and and then some education about what the alternatives are, and what the why do that. I mean, that's that you'll get a long way with reason. <laughs> uh, you do need sparkle and joy. And, uh, and, and I think that's part of what you're describing is, um, you know, there's all kinds of, of fetish based motivations in, you know, you see a, you see a fancy or attractive young person that has a something, a doodad of some kind. And, and then you are like, you think some of that magic will brush off on you. If you also have that, that kind of sparkle, like, like, like these are, you know, that's, that part of the issue that you raise, I mean, that's, that, that's, that, that, that goes along with, um, you know, that goes along with, with um, the behaviors that we have to contend with. Um, so, yeah, I will say that, you know, again, coming from where I come from, where I've, I've got a pretty good batting average on noticing people who move in a kind of a novel way and uh, the kind of, inevitable charisma that kind of comes from an anomalous behavior. Um, you know, I, 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 I hope to find the platforms where those people can use what are not, um, you know, charisma, uh, fetish magic. These are ancient human, uh, devices for, uh, social coordination. Um, and um, you know uh, uh, they they got they help get us to where we are, and they're still implicated in our culture. And I'm actually uh, all about trying to bring sparkle to some of these other social forms because I think, and this is why I I I, I continue to be interested in the the social superpower of music itself, uh, which we can get into why I think it's interesting. But but um, you know it it's been around for twenty thousand years as an evolutionary uh, and social coordination uh, field or device or technique. And I think it's absolutely necessary at this moment to activate its ancient powers uh, to take us beyond these, um, you know, where we're, where, where kind of the last um, century and a half or so, uh, the logic has, has left us stuck. And um, I have no confidence. I mean, if anything, at this point in my life, and this is kind of before we started on, like, what is the point of talking to Rich today? Well, it's partly because, like, I have no confidence that uh, more than 10% of the human beings are going to be, uh, you know, that the, the global population of humans will be greater than 10% of present 100 years from now. I have no confidence of that. I think we could have some real terrible, uh, terrible next couple of generations. Um, and I have to be, I have to be, I have to exist with the idea that that might be so and not stake myself on it. But at the same time, I think there are alternatives. I like to follow uh, Donna Haraway in the suggestions of stay with the trouble and you don't know what could happen. Um, maybe the capitalists will all go to Mars and like have fabulous uh, real estate deals and just expand out and uh, leave, leave, uh, leave Gaia to, uh, 
get get stable again and and start uh, building diversity of species. That would be nice. I'm, I'd, I'd like to see that happen for my my great grandchildren. But um, anyway, anyway, that's what you get when you talk to a dropout at anthropologist. <laughs> No, I think that's that's interesting. I think that um, I think the the way that culture has been capitalized has really, you know, I think this started, you know, and I like the Beatles, but it started sort of with the Beatles generation. This idea that there was the boomers and they're big is a big generation. We got to appeal to them and we got to sell them some stuff, right? You know, we got to. This is a great thing. We can sell music. Point of order. Point of order. Uh, uh, you got to look at the 1920s. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. That's great. And I'll, I'll make my point. And then you can rebut it. And and I would say that um, much of what culture has gone through has been really about uh, this idea that we will always be able to sell more culture. Now, that's you know, and it can get thinner and thinner. It's thinner gruel. We can we can in the cafeteria we're scooping it out and we're putting a little gravy on the the mashed potatoes, et cetera, et cetera. But it's we can spread it out more and more. If population is declining, which it is, which is a lot of people don't realize, is that, that actually in, in much of the world population is declining. And we do have like mass events that are causing issues with with um, fertility and, 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 and we have social issues that are causing people not to reproduce. What's and the future have, of culture? We may, in that, have, you know? die -offs. We may yeah. have die offs because we, we could have. Die -offs, have yeah. uh, we 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 don't have uh, arab, arable land. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing this this year. I, I, I mean, and this is a, something that I, I really honestly, because I live on the periphery of the supply chain, I don't like to talk about much because it scares the shit out of me, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing um, Iraq, uh, you know, that that's going to affect the oil supply. We're seeing the effect of fertilizer supply because of the Ukraine crisis. It, we're, we're seeing uh, all these different areas in which that are key, you know, uh, points that uh, for for energy or for for fertilizer or for food, uh, really being pinched this year. India is not exporting rice this year. I mean, I, I love my basmati rice. Like, I mean, what am I going to do? You know, there's there's a lot of things that we're seeing that are um, once in a lifetime occurrences, but we're seeing twenty or thirty of them a day, and. Um, what you're saying may come sooner, and I'm not a fatalist. I, I, I like to view myself as an optimist, and I think you, you've always known that about me. But uh, I gotta say, thinking about culture during this time is really interesting. The 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 the, the pall falls over uh, the apocalyptic pall. Um, Culture, I want to say culture, you know, um, you're talking about selling culture. Culture, it culture is. Culture is a product of 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 uh living beings. Um uh humans have pretty interesting culture for other humans. Um, we're not the only creatures that uh one can argue has has culture. Um, but um we'll never turn off the culture spigot. We just deal with what what our environment is and how we, how we, uh, you know, how we um, build models out of the available environment is essentially what culture is. Um, so, um, so I think, you know, it, it, it's terribly, terribly interesting. I think, I think um, maybe some of the things that we're talking about in this conversation are in fact, um, they're, they're they're kind of how much fun you can have with your head in the sand, 
right? How how great your dreams can be if you if you're like I I love what you were talking about, James, as the uh, you know um, I'm getting this fresh salad, but for some reason I'm not seeing that someone has sold a lot of plastic, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, and so the sleight of hand that's going on. I mean, that's, that's what's, um, it feels like it's, it's higher and higher. Like, I don't know if that's, if there's a way to uh, scientifically measure the degree to which we are uh, succumbing to uh, normative illusions. <laughs> um, but um, it does seem like we're, we're, we're keeping pretty jolly um, as the, uh, you know, as the, as the carbon, uh, parts per million uh, go up and up and up and um, the glaciers melt and, you know, uh, this is going to, it's going to be troubling for uh, a good time to come. We may have, I think, I think we probably have the capacity a, a lot. When I say we, um, enough of the people in strategic positions within uh, the, the, the world system have the capacity to keep the ramping up the illusion um, on into, uh, you know, um, really um, formidable, uh, they have a formidable capacity for that. Uh, so on its own, you know, this is why I think it's, it comes down to uh, conversations like this, uh, people, you know, uh, changing minds, um, and uh, making arguments and and kind of projecting, you know, this is again, I I I my message to the left is get off these platforms, tell people why, uh, build the different models, don't talk about it, do it, because um, that there are possibilities out there. There are different ways to move, um, and don't worry about being perfect. Except a certain ambient. I the other day I was in this situation with a bunch of like. Um, Web three liberals, I guess you'd call them. Uh, I went to this, um, uh, uh, I, I love a lot of the people down there that I met, uh, but I went to something called D-Web Camp, Decentralized mm -hmm. Web Camp. And um, I had a number of conversations with people that are involved in different kinds of community networks around the world, uh, Oaxaca and uh, rural India and different places. Um, like lining up cell phones to build the internet out of mesh networks and things like that. Um, and uh, at the same time, we're, we're, we're in a place where the people are, are working on different blockchain systems. Some of them really well funded. A lot of people are ex or retired Google employees. And we're all in the, this camp in the, in the redwoods in Northern California. Uh, and I had to say, uh, I, I would ask the question I was asking people is like, what do you, what's your measurement of the ambient evil of this situation? Like, are we at, are we at 17% or are you like, like off the chart? Like is your little evil, evil reader, like really pinging and this is toxic and you have to leave or are you, are you okay with the background, background degree of evil? And yeah. uh, you know, mostly it was, it was tolerable. I gave it about a 12 out of a hundred, you know, I I'm, I'm okay with that background. <laughs> But we can't we can't imagine that we are somehow free of the implication. So this is how I'm able to be on a Patreon funded uh, uh, platform with you guys, uh, embracing the irony and the ambient evil of it. 
and to continue listening to our discussion with Rich Jensen, get over to patreon.com forward slash the popular pod where you'll have access to our full archive of subscribers only bonus episodes and you'll be helping us continue as well.